you're launching Aqua at a, an interesting time, not just an interesting time for the world in terms of the pandemic, but an interesting time in terms of how people are perceived, how celebrities are perceived, how politicians are perceived. What is it that you're trying to do that is going to get the attention of investors? Basically, we feel that for the last couple of hundred years, you've been able to invest in companies, whereas the source of any value creation, or even in a football club, the source is always a human being. And that's where it starts. When you're buying Tesla, you're essentially betting on Elon Musk. I strongly believe that behind every entity or organization that strives, there's always an individual at the core. And we want to enable people to A, identify that individual in the beginning or later on, and then have a direct investment in the human being rather than his appendix or derivative. How do you actually do that? How do I measure success or failure? That's a very difficult question, which took us a couple of years to come around. So a bit of background. My partner used to create indices, Dave, uh, who's my founding partner for Barclays Investment Bank. And these indices have been in, in use for companies like BlackRock, Vanguard, etc. So what you basically do, if you want to look at a person like, let's take Cristiano Ronaldo, very relatable for almost everybody, you have A, his economic core data, which is his transfer value, his sponsoring contracts, and, and all this economic part that comes along with his club. Then you have the second pillar, which is basically all the, the, the performance data from the pitch, how many goals he strikes, etc. And then the third pillar, which makes up the most in terms of Cristiano Ronaldo, would be the social media, his followings, his tweets, his retweets, his comments, his likes, his shares. They're all balanced, but that's just one part of it. Then you have, for instance, Messi on the other side. The moment Messi scores six goals in a week, obviously has an impact on the relative value of Cristiano Ronaldo. So we're building a matrix and collecting hundreds of data points per player and put them in relation to the development of all the others and therefore trying to give a holistic picture of the value of the person. Now, obviously, the data points are different in sports. They're different for politicians and obviously different for celebrities and social media stars. You're collecting a lot of data. This is, this is big data at work. Yes. Basically, Cambridge Analytica for everyone with a positive purpose because it enables you to invest in these people and participate from the increase of value. So there's a direct application, not just the analytics side, in terms of Google telling you what, where, who, and when, and how, whereas we are telling you the value, and we're telling you the potential and the past performance of the development of the value. So in terms of me as an investor, am I betting against somebody else if I, if I put money into a person? No, you're not betting against another individual as such, you're basically, like with any broker that offers an instrument, obviously bet against the broker in a way, but the broker manages the book. It's like an index manager. If you invest into an ETF or into any certificate or derivative, you have basically these mechanics at work that every index provider has where he's responsible for paying you out. Obviously, in the back end, it kind of runs via the odds where the worst players pay off the performance of the best players. How do you choose who to create an index on? And do they have any say in it? 
I mean, if I'm if I'm an actor and you know, do I want an index on me, or why haven't you got an index on me? Well, uh, that's a question first and foremost of the availability of sufficient data to create that mentioned holistic value. You need enough relevant data points and you need similar data points. So you basically can't take someone like Ronaldo and put him in relation to a 16-year-old emerging uh, kid in, in, in a suburb because it just doesn't work in terms of comparable data points yet. The celebrity as such is not the person who decides. It's just like if, for instance, the tabloids want to decide to report about Johnny Depp's divorce, Johnny Depp wouldn't have a say in that. What we do is just a more objective data-based quantification of his value. And it's kind of think of a continuous real-time poll engine if you think of politics or also athletes. So the answer is no, you don't have a say. So I can't get you to create an index on me. Well, if you look at it down the road, obviously we looked at LinkedIn, for instance. So we could create indices on everybody on LinkedIn, but it would be different tiers and the depth of information and the accuracy of our information obviously increases with the popularity. So at the end of the day, yes, an employer should be able to look up anybody's historical value, or even if somebody goes on a date, they should be able to see who they're dating, how they've done in the past, and what their potential is. That's obviously the way forward in terms of going there. But initially, we think starting with 2,000 individuals and tracking and, and measuring their value should be sufficient. Okay, I'm, I'm not entirely sure I want an index on me. I, I, I don't think it would, it would be very valuable. You've got the business to launch stage and you've been funding it as, as investors in the business yourself. But now you're moving to a crowdfunding platform. Why did you cho- decide to choose a crowdfunding investment way? That is a bit uh, because of my personal experience. I previously started an investment bank, which I started as an algo trading company. And after that, Naga, which is kind of a social trading platform. And I had from a very early stage, corporate investors, venture capital, etc. in, and they basically dictate a lot. It becomes a more corporate activity. It kind of suffocates creativity. The crowd as such is also closer to the business and will be our best user experience tester. Will give us the most intrinsically motivated and honest feedback on the product. Because I felt with crowd, your investors are also your clients. And that helps the business in terms of the quality of the product. The crowdfunding round hasn't started yet, will start in October, runs through to the end of November. What's the next step for the business after that? The next step is the launch in January, where we will enable people, first of all, to invest in athletes, which will be football and cricket, because we're also focusing a lot on Asia, where we see the largest potential, also Latin America. So it will be kind of a global uh, reach out. We have a very experienced team and average our business development people have 20 years experience in the sector. And so the rollout will happen in Asia, Latin America and MENA first and with athletes. And after that, we will bring in the other assets like celebrities, social media stars and politicians. Politicians last, I notice. 
Well, that, that might change. We, of course, will collect feedback from the users and, um, and try to accommodate their, their wishes in terms of what they want to invest in. You talked earlier about the data. I mentioned the phrase big data. This takes an awful lot of managing these data points. How can you be sure that you're giving a true and accurate reflection of the value of a given individual? Yes, that is something we've been working on a lot. And we thought the only way is, which uh, will be executed at launch time, to display the algorithms that we use in order to measure the value, to show that there's consistency and there will be an audit by one of the big four companies, which I'm not allowed to mention yet, which will basically provide an audit on the accuracy of the indices. And all the indices are created in compliance with the uh, European BMR regulations, which is the benchmark regulations, which determine how you have to create an index, what the constitutes are, what the algorithms are, what the consistency, what the requirements in terms of consistency are. So we will make sure that even though our underlying is a human being, we're treated just like the index that has been created for BlackRock before, actually by the very actual same individuals who created that engine for Barclays Bank, which has been sold to Bloomberg, I think 2016 for a billion dollars. So that's the standard and the benchmark that we want to apply to ourselves in terms of transparency for our clients and also users. This constitutes what is described as an alternative asset. Yes, it's described as an alternative asset. We will show what types of data points will go in there, how we process them. We will obviously not be able to disclose every single source of data points, some are obvious. If you think of celebrities, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, etc., it's obvious you can assume that, but we try to give as much transparency as possible. And in step two, we will also enter the European market and thereby apply for a BMR license ourselves to be an index provider also for Europe. That's also one of the reasons why we're starting in Asia, Latin America and MENA. And once we have the European license in the US, there are no regulations for indices. We can enter the US markets with this. And then ETFs can be created on Cristiano Ronaldo or Johnny Depp or whoever you want in the US or futures. That would be probably the instruments we would go for in the United States.